Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. Uh, if you're listening in and you listen carefully, you might you might be able to tell that I sound a little different today because we are doing something special, and that is I am broadcasting remotely today from Lakewood, Colorado. I am have the privilege, Pastor Scott Morrison and his team here, Pastor Jacob and the team, they uh, gave me the honor and privilege of using their offices to broadcast live here uh, because we had we were at a special occasion this afternoon uh, when uh, on our Wednesday night you know our Wednesday our Wednesdays at, at Calvary Church in Aurora we uh, start the morning with devos then we have our staff meeting then we have our pastors meeting then we have administrative meeting and it's basically a day of catching up and and meetings and so. Uh, after our ad admin meeting today, we drove cross town. Uh, so Aurora, for those of you unfamiliar with uh, the Denver area, um, which would be pretty much uh, anyone that doesn't live here, um, you guys over on on the East Coast, you know, Pennsylvania, uh, everyone on Hope FM, Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey, uh, Maryland, and of course you guys on Truth FM. Um, we had to drive cross town to from Aurora to Golden to the Jefferson County Courthouse. And today at the Jefferson County Courthouse, we had the privilege of witnessing the second adoption uh, uh, into the Dizon family. Pastor Ian Dizon and his wife Katie have been faithful, a part of our ministry uh, for many, many, many years. And this was the second adoption, uh, just a supernatural uh, work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. That little Ezra became Ezra Dizon today after 13 months. And it's just the story's miraculous. I'm going to one day ask them to maybe bring them in and interview them uh, in their wonderful story of, of waiting on the Lord um, in so many different ways, especially in parenthood. And I know um, the ups and the downs. And this happened to be a day of ups, but we're so far across town that there's no way I could have made it back to the studio. So I have a an app on my phone and a portable microphone. Uh, and the only other time we tried to use this, it didn't work. And today we were, I got in like five minutes, 10 minutes till showtime and it wasn't working here and it's not working there. And I'm like, oh my Lord. But hopefully everything sounds good and we're going to be... Uh, talking to the, about the things of the Lord. This is my first show that I get to be a part of in 2019. Uh, my name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary Church in Aurora. We have been uh, doing this. Now we're entering into our 20th year of ministry. Aurora is a eastern suburb of Denver, and it's a, a beautiful, wonderful city that God called me to uh, back in July of 1999. And um, been serving there faithfully, um, 
and and then it's just unbelievable that what we get to be a part of. So you guys on Hope FM, Happy New Year. Truth FM, Happy New Year. Of course, here throughout the Colorado on Grace FM, Happy New Year. I want to say thank you uh, to everyone that gave uh, a year-end gift to Grace FM. I know I asked a lot uh, before, and so I just want to thank you for responding to the Holy Spirit and the invitation to partner in the ministry with us here. Uh, we upgraded all of our giving systems, and and we're just so thankful for you guys that gave a year-end gift, for those of you that ongoing give gifts, that those of you that write cards of appreciation and notes of appreciation, we are so grateful. Um, we're getting better at communicating that, and we're getting better, especially on our radio broadcast, Abounding Grace. Uh, we're getting better at communicating our appreciation. So I just want to say thank you. Um, all the information related to Grace FM is on our website, gracefm.com. And as always, whenever I'm talking about giving and generosity, I want to remind you that giving to a radio station or to a radio broadcast is after your tithes. It would be considered your offerings. So you give to your local church first, and then you give your offerings. And, and then, of course, if you're listening on Hope FM, I'm encouraging you to give to your local station, Hope FM. If you're listening to Truth FM, I'm encouraging you to give to your local station um, because God is getting the word out in your local community through these stations. And you guys here on Grace FM, we're so grateful to partner with you. So it's good to be back. Uh, I think technology is working great. We're going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to go to Greeley, Colorado, and Edgar is calling. Edgar, welcome to the program. How much, uh... Edgar, you're on the air. Hello? What's up, man? Oh, yeah. yeah I can you hear me? Calling, uh, yeah, I can hear you good. Yeah, I was, okay, I was just calling because I had a quick question. I didn't know if you guys would be able to permit to a couple of verses where I could uh, go off by, but me and my wife were handing out, uh, inviting people to church and handing out flyers. We were knocking doors, and we came across a neighborhood where I guess there was nothing but Muslims and believers and uh, on okay. Allah and stuff, but... Well, I knocked at a certain door, and he's like, yeah. he kind of, They were nice. They were polite and everything, but they were just telling, like, I just didn't know where to point them because they were pointing me to the Quran. They kept saying, like, oh, Jesus. So I told them that Jesus had died for their sins, and, you know, I was just preaching the gospel to them, and uh, they're like, no, it's not even like that. Um, I guess uh, he's like, Jesus never really died. He got taken up by, uh, by God to heaven. Uh, I guess he was a prophet. That's what he's like. He's a prophet that was used, a messenger, just like all the other ones. And he was just pointing me in that direction. And um, I, well, I kept going up by the, you know, the, the word of God and stuff. And he's like, yeah, it's because the Quran's been around for, for very a long time, and it's never been changed. It's been original. It's, nothing has been added or nothing has been taken away. So that's my question. I just wanted to know: Are those? Uh, is that real? I mean, he said that Allah is. I know Allah means God. That it's still God. But he's like, that's the real God. He's like, Jesus Christ wasn't God himself in the flesh. But I just want to know where I could get pointed at with Bible, biblical truth. That's why uh, next time I come encounter with that, I could uh, point him to the Word of God. Sure. Okay, so the first thing, uh, the first resource, let's get to the resources first. The first resource I'd point out to you, I don't think it's in print anymore, uh, but I do believe that it is um, available through Amazon used books. It's called Reasoning from the Scriptures with Muslims. Okay. And, yeah, and the I'm brother that wrote right it, now, his so, name yeah. is... Okay, his name is Ron Rhodes. R-H-O-D-E-S. 
Okay. And he deals with this in a very systematic way. Another great place to go to that you can go to right away is on the web. It's called gotquestions.org. Okay. And you can put in just the word Quran. Um, it's spelled Q-U-R apostrophe A-N is, is the, uh, the, the, the way that it's um, spelled on Got Questions. And there's a great little article here uh, about the Quran and how it means the, it means the recitation. And it was delivered by Muhammad about 600 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, and so there's a lot of information there. Um, you know, okay. the reality, so, so with that in mind, so there's some resources for you. There's also a brother on our, on our uh, you might hear his short spots on Grace FM. His name is Sammy Tanago. And he has a great book um, that I believe is called Jesus Loves You, My Muslim Friend. Okay. And and he actually, you can contact him and get them at a discount if you told him you're going to Muslim neighborhoods and you are ministering to Muslims. Uh, he'll give he can give you a deal, um, I'm sure, to um, to to use that to use that resource. He you know to buy them at cost or something. Okay. Okay. But, okay. But here's and, um, the thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. When you're communicating with anyone that holds to a separate belief, uh, until we agree on our standard of truth, it's going to be a difficult discussion. So that, you know, when you're speaking to a Muslim, their standard of truth is the Quran. Our standard of truth is the Holy Scriptures that in and of itself uh, speaks to uh, of its veracity, of its truthfulness. And so what you want to do is you want to continue to develop relationships with, with them so that when you do go back, um, you can continue the conversation because you, you rarely are you going to um, be able to come to a a conclusion right away um, because you know you're just planting seeds, right? Um, yep. You're planting seeds of the gospel in people's lives, and and so you want to get them talking. And the central focus is Jesus Christ. Um, the central focus of our discussion is Jesus, and the reality of of this is what version of Jesus Christ do you accept? Do you accept the eyewitness account of people that saw the resurrected Christ? Or do you accept what Muhammad said 600 years later and just begin to get them thinking? Uh, because uh, okay. that's where you want to take him. And by the way, I just got a note from my uh, assistant that I have a copy of that book, um, Jesus Loves You. Um, and if you, after our call, if you hold on, uh, if you give Frank your address, I'll put it in the mail for you, and I'll just give it to you as my gift. Okay, man. I really appreciate it, that, brother. That would really help out. Yeah. So just think of these opportunities with as you're street witnessing and passing out flyers. You know, think of these opportunities of, of building bridges and and sharing the gospel. You know, even if they don't agree with it, there's power in the gospel. And you say, well, I know you believe that the Quran, but, you know, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's the eternal Son of God who was sent to the earth, took on a human... You know, you give him the whole gospel, that he died and was buried and rose again, and that, you know, Jesus said something startling. And you can just take your Bible and open it and say, check this out. Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. Uh, and, you know, they might... It's okay because they don't agree, but you're just wanting to get the Word of God into their hearts. 
You know, you're wanting, and the Bible's powerful, man. Remember what Paul said in Romans? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true, brother. And, um, yeah, yeah, powerful. Um, yeah brother, and uh, that's the whole reason I called because I felt that God had a, sent me and my wife there and we we actually didn't know but when we we started knocking doors we kind of kind of figured that and uh one of the brother one of the other um brothers that was there that he believes in that he's like yeah he's like he's like all of us here this whole neighborhood uh he's like this whole neighborhood are muslims he's like so i don't know what you're doing here and I, and the only thing that came out of my mouth i felt like god was telling me he's like all i told him was like well i'm here to to spread the gospel and convert people for for God <laughs> for Jesus Christ. That's what my response. Yes. To him. Good for you. Yeah. Praise God. May we have more Edgars and why and the, and Edgar's wife that are just minute. We have a brother in our church. His name is Dale, <laughs> and he's always taking people out going door to door. He just loves going door to door. It's awesome. Yeah, brother. So God's yeah, using that's, you, brother. That's really what I. That's re- what I really. Uh, that was my question. So. I'll be I'll be looking uh, into all that stuff that you just gave me all that information in those in that book and Amazon. But I also wanted uh, if you guys can pray for me and my wife so God can give us the words when we're out there speaking to people. Absolutely, let's do that. And don't forget, don't hang up when we finish the call. Frank is going to put you on hold. <clears throat> excuse me, and then he'll get your information, and my assistant Cassandra will drop that book in the mail for you. Thank you so much. Father, we lift up Edgar and his wife as you continue to motivate and move them to uh, minister the loving message of the gospel in various communities. And I thank you for connecting them and helping them to find this uh, community filled with Islamic believers. Uh, and that uh, there there wasn't a, uh, you know, you didn't use Edgar to condemn, you didn't use Edgar to argue, but rather you used him as a vessel of love and honor Um, That even though he didn't have all the answers, which none of us do, you gave him a heart to find out. You gave him a heart to to dig in. And I pray that you continue to equip him and multiply him, that we might be able to infiltrate our community with your grace and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, bro. Don't don't hang up. Frank's going to take your info. Thank you so much. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Text me at 720. It's dedicated text line. Uh, we don't take messages, verbal messages there, just text. 720-336-0897. You might sense, or not, I don't know. I don't know how it sounds on the air that the show sounds a little different today. That's because we're using some mobile technology. Uh, because I got to be a part of the second adoption. What a privilege. One of, one of the privilege of being a pastor is being a part of people's lives and families um, as long as God allows. And I remember meeting Ian, uh, Pastor Ian, um, many years ago on a Thursday night Bible study of a church we used to rent in Aurora called New Life. They let us rent an upstairs room, and I met him and his sister and his family, uh, super young back then, and and uh, he's musically gifted along with his family, and um, he had gotten involved in our worship ministry, and the first time I noticed him was he was leading worship with his family, and I just remember thinking, man, this guy is gifted. There's the gifting of God. This, and you know, he was a kid. I was younger than then too, but he's much younger than me, and 
And uh, I just remember thinking God has given me that revelation that he is gifted. And now for many years, we have had the privilege of serving with Pastor Ian. He's our worship pastor. He oversees all of our worship ministries. And he and his wife, Katie, I remember meeting Katie as well when she started coming to the church. They ended up meeting, getting married, and uh, they've been married now uh, for many years. I want to say eight years. And they had their second adoption. So I had to come across town. I couldn't make it back to the office, but I wanted to host the show. So we're checking this technology out and we're praying that God uses it for his glory. Uh, So welcome, welcome, welcome. Give me a call. Give me a text. Got an open line, 303-690-3000. Bianca from Aurora, Colorado is on the air. Bianca, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Pastor Ed? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Well, let me just start out by saying, and this is actually the reason for my call, this praise report, but but I have to get to the bad stuff first before I could get to the good stuff. But the Lord, I mean, as far as the bad stuff goes, I've just had a terrible holiday season, Christmas and New Year. And and the praise report is that the Lord has been using different people and different circumstances to just encourage me because, like I said, it's been really horrible, but but the Lord gets all the glory because He's able to turn the, the most horrible stuff into something really good. Praise the Lord. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. So, And I just want to encourage anyone who might be going through a rough time in their life. It, it doesn't matter what it is. Just trust the Lord and, and read His Word and keep praying and don't stop because... Whatever's going on in your life is just temporary, and only He knows why you're going through it. So, so just don't lose your trust in Him because He really wants to use you in a powerful way. Mm. That's a good word. Thank you for sharing it. All right. See you soon. Okay, Bianca. All right, bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Text me, 720-336-0897. And uh, that's a dedicated text line that we use when uh, we're waiting for people to call in so we can keep the show going. So you can use either one. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, for texting. Got a couple open lines. All right, we're going to move on to Thornton, Colorado with Michelle. Welcome to the program. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Um, so I was calling today. Um, I wanted to make a prayer request. 
um, for my fiance and for my church. Um, for my fiance, um, he had a hard life and he recently um, got saved and baptized. So we give um, the Lord glory for that. I'm thankful for that. And um, he is still just kind of going through um, the things of his past. And he has um, a court date on January 15th, and it's his sentencing for things that happened um, before he turned his life over. And so okay. um, he's changed tremendously with the Lord. Um, he's had his spiritual battles, and um, I'm just I'm so proud of him because he's doing well. And so his sentencing, unfortunately, still has to happen, even though he's you know, changed his life over and stuff like that. And so my prayer for him is um, that the Lord shows him leniency and that whatever the outcome may be, um, that God uses it to glorify him and he uses it um, because he has a great calling on his life and that God uses it to show him what his calling is. Um, And then just for the judge to give grace and mercy and um, then for my church, because it's a great church, we're a prophetic church, and I found this church as my home church, and I love it. And um, we're making a move, and um, God is just doing wonderful things, and I just want to just have God to bless the church. Well, great. Well, let's let's pray. Thank you. Father, we're grateful for the work of your Holy Spirit uh, and for changed lives. And we're asking that you would show mercy. Uh, would you show mercy on our brother as he stands before the judge for things that happened long time ago? And that there would be a sense of justice and mercy at the same time, Lord, where you're able to do both. Uh, you're able to be both merciful and remain just. And so we pray for that. And we know Michelle is in the church that you've led her to. And I pray as you continue to use her in amazing ways uh, that that she would grow in your grace and knowledge in this congregation and that this church would be used um, for the gospel, uh, that lives would be changed, that families would be redeemed and rescued, marriages would be rescued. Um, there would just be a, uh, an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. And in the specific, um, in the specific prophetic gifting that you've given them, in the prophetic calling that you've uh, entrusted to them, that they would speak forth your word with boldness, uh, that they would go forward unashamed, but also that it would be tempered in love and grace, uh, that you would fill them with um, with patience, like the fruit of your spirit uh, is love, joy, peace, patience, and, uh, and that we would hear great testimonies from that section of the body of Christ. Uh, and there would be, a, we would just have the ability to rejoice together in all that you're accomplishing throughout the metro area, especially up in Thornton. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Your show. It you. sounds like it's going great. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Yes, Bye-bye. you're welcome. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. And we are taking your calls and your questions, uh, knowing that you um, have called so that we can hear from the Lord, uh, that, that he's with us, even through technology, every little piece of technology. Uh, and it's a joy to be able to pull out my phone and hit a little button, connect right into our system. Unbelievable technology today. May we harness it for the gospel. 
um, I had a thought that I wanted to share and I just lost it. Um, so let me go back to the phone lines and then uh, hopefully it'll come back to me. Line one is Chris in Denver. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, except I, that my memory is not as good as it could be. I, uh, I same way here, <laughs> <laughs> where it just goes away. Um, I just want to pray for uh, the missionaries that are uh, have left everything. You know, um, mm, and I know yes. that's in, I'm not sure exactly what the address is, but you know, uh, when the Apostle Paul writes that uh, we, up to this present moment, we hunger, we thirst. We're poorly clothed. We're shamefully treated. We are homeless, you know. And I think of them, you know, just uh, uh, people that are out serving the Lord, uh, giving up their comfort zones, you know, going into um, jungles and in places where, you know, even uh, where their lives are at risk, you know. And I have some friends that are uh, out in the Nepal area that are, um, they had a law passed last year that, Anyone got gets caught preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's five years in prison, you know. And so they opened up a coffee shop so that they can um, minister to them. As long as they're not going out in the street, you know, they're they're safe. But if you know if people come to them into their coffee shop, they can you know preach the gospel and and also uh, you know for even uh, any capacity of ministry, if people. Here, right in our own city, like the brother that was on the phone earlier, you know, going to Muslim neighborhoods, people going out of their comfort zone, um, wherever they're at, evangelizing for uh, Jesus Christ, you know, uh, pray for us all. We all need encouragement. Let's do it. Do you want to, would you like to uh, start and I'll end? Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, we praise you. We give you thanks. You're an awesome God. Um, nothing is impossible for you, Lord. And uh, with man, things are, you know, we are most futile. But with you, God, all things are possible. And we need your strength uh, by your Holy Spirit, Lord, in the inner man, that uh, our faith would rise up, that it would cause us to go out of our comfort zone, to go minister to the lost. Um, even in our own families, those family members, we can all pray together right now that uh, need you to help strengthen them, to turn them back from the ways of the world. For there's uh, so much influence that uh, comes out of this world, you know, and television and media and and on our own phones. Um, Lord, we ask, Lord, that we'd be filled with your Spirit, that we'd walk in your Spirit and be led by your Spirit and be turn away from those things and then turn our eyes to you, Lord, that we would uh, look for the things that are most important in life, and that's the salvation of souls. Let us have a heart. Uh, that seeks those souls, as uh, our Lord Jesus Christ came to seek and save the lost. Let us do likewise and walk just as he walked and do the things that he did to evangelize like he evangelized, that we would, might win some for his kingdom's sake, Lord. Yes. And we would pray for laborers to go out into the harvest, into those places that are right next door to us, you know, right in front of us each day. Everybody that passes in front of us each day is an open door for an opportunity for the gospel's sake. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us by the power of your Holy Spirit. And, Father, you know the, the, the missionary heart um, is both in missionaries uh, on the foreign field and missionaries here locally, Lord, and, and we pray for their protection. Uh, we pray, God, that you would guard and 
protect them in the danger zones, uh, things that we don't even know about, things that we're not even aware of. Uh, I think of, uh, you know, Sharon in Peru. Um, we have a lot of missionaries, but Sharon's really deep back in there, and, and I pray you protect them. I remember the church that we were serving in Cairo. Even though we haven't been able to connect with them, we pray for them, Lord, and, and that, that truly um, you would continue to raise up men and women launching off to obey you. And as they do, you'd give them the faith that's needed step by step to live in obedience and submission to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, we're coming up on the first and only break of the show. Thanks for joining us. We've got open lines, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Text me, 720-336-0897. This is Ed Taylor at Calvary Church in Aurora. We'll be right back on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Happy New Year 2019. Um, Just amazing uh, that we are where we are by the grace of God and grateful that you are a part of our lives through radio, through podcasting. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you're here in the metro Denver area, uh, also down in Colorado Springs, listening on Grace FM in Colorado, welcome. If you're in Maryland, Pennsylvania, or uh, New Jersey, welcome from Hope FM, and of course you guys on the Truth FM radio network uh, down in uh, the North Carolina, uh, Tennessee, I think. I, I don't have the, I'm, I'm mobile today, um, broadcasting live from Lakewood, Colorado at the offices of Calvary Belmar uh, in Lakewood, Colorado. We're so grateful to um, Pastor Scott for allowing me to use the building here and Jacob to be here while uh, we do the show. Uh, we're uh, broadcasting mobile um, got a piece of technology that I can plug in, and and s- s- I'm supposed to be able to broadcast from anywhere. And this is the third time we've used this technology, and it's the second time that it's worked. Uh, and so, um, welcome. So I might sound a little different. Uh, it may not sound as clean as uh, our studios, but praise the Lord, the show's been great. Um, that's that's a it's a it's a blessing to be able to do Calvary Live. Uh, This is my first program of the year. Uh, I was, uh, if you're just joining us for the second half, uh, I'm on this side of town on the east, or excuse me, the west side of town because our worship pastor and his wife, Pastor Ian and Katie adopted little Ezra and it was finalized before the magistrate today. uh, And that was 13 months after 13 months uh, to the date. (laughs) Isn't that great? So encouraging. It's the second adoption uh, for the Dizons that I've been a part of uh, to be there to witness it. And so very grateful. Packed house uh, in the courtroom and a lot of love and support. 303-690-3000. Liz calling from Denver, Colorado. Liz, welcome to the program. Sure. Hey, Liz, are you on the air? 
Yeah, I'm here. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Pastor Ed. Um, first off, congratulations, Pastor Ian and his family. That's awesome. What a blessing. Um, question I have is I've run into, like, a couple of people that keep telling me that Jesus was wealthy when he was walking the earth. And I was like, no, how do you figure? One of them said, well, he was a carpenter, and that was, like, a big trade back then, and so it was, they were rich if they were a carpenter. The other one was like, well, when he got crucified, he had a seamless um, gown. And I was like, okay, but that doesn't mean anything, because didn't he say himself, you know, the fowl of the air have a nest and, you know, all this, but the son of man doesn't have anywhere to lay his head. I said, why would he say that? If he had money, don't you think he'd be getting, like, a hotel or something? I was like, no. <laughs> so what do you say to that? Because... I get really frustrated with these people that the whole name it and claim it, grab it, you know. So I it don't know very what to say to like that it's anymore. A... Well, you and what you're left. doing is is what, what you're doing is good in in terms of talking up to them and and answering them from the Bible. You know, during the public ministry of Jesus, he depended completely upon other people um, to to house him. To feed him, uh, to be a—he committed. You know, this. Imagine this: the Son of God, Eternal God, came and took on the form of a human being, and also put himself in dependence of other humans. And and you're right. The Bible says that he didn't have a place to put his head. Um, the Bible says that his mother was a teenager and his father was poor. We know that by the offerings that they gave. Uh, we know that Jesus, even with the money that he had, was that in ministry, at least in the last three years of his life, was entrusted to Judas, uh, and it wasn't even in his pocket. He didn't have he didn't have that. And the idea of a seamless robe is something that was given to him. He wasn't even buried in a tomb that he owned. It was someone else's tomb, uh, and and on and on that goes. So you you know that when you're talking to somebody like that, that they didn't get the, what they're saying from the Bible. So you automatically know that they were taught this, and because they were taught this. It's going to take a lot of patience to unteach them. And I think a mistake that we make is we go right at them and say, you know, be able to reveal. And, and going right at them in the sense of trying to argue the point, but rather what you did was a very wise thing and say, well, doesn't the Bible say this? Doesn't the Bible say that? Tell me, where do you get the information about Joseph being rich, his dad? Like, I don't see that in the Bible. Uh, and, you know, really putting it back on them so that the the reality of the the truth um, will be able to be discovered from the scriptures. You know, even remember the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible, and He not only inspired the Gospels and recorded what Jesus said, but He also inspired the letter from Paul to Timothy. And Paul told Timothy, he says in First Timothy chapter six, verse nine, he says, "People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap." and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people that are eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And the reality of, of mischaracteri mischaracterizing the, the nature of Jesus Christ only makes it worse. Yeah, because, you know, it must be 
man, God, God is amazing. God is amazing because it must be the Holy Spirit because this one person even said, I told him, I said, you know, everything written in the Bible, you have to believe, do you believe it's God's Word? That's not, you know, that's God's Word. And he said, yes. I said, well, if you believe that that's God's Word, I said that every word written in there comes from God. And then he said, that's why he doesn't like that verse that you just said. He mentioned, he's like, well, Paul, you know, Paul was writing more out of his own accord. And I said, no. I said, the Bible says, God's Word says, every scripture is inspired of God for reproof, to correct, and to guide us, and to help us. I said, that's not what the Bible says. I said, you can't pick and choose what you want in the Bible and just pick and choose all the ones that are going to make you rich and, and give you, you know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I mean, you can't just do that. You have to pick the ones that are going to bless you and also pick the ones that are going to correct you. Because as it doesn't, the Bible says, if he doesn't bear the rod, spoil the child, I mean, come on. I said, you can't pick and choose. And, and, you know, it, it's exactly, the, the Bible says in, in uh, Paul also writing to Timothy that all Scripture is inspired of God and is profitable. And and so, to, to you're, you know, you're, what you're dealing with is someone that has been mistaught. And, and really, there's a little bit of greed in the flesh of, of all of us. And when that is pricked, you know, who doesn't want to be rich? Uh, who doesn't want to have uh, comfort and ease? But that's not the call of Jesus Christ. You know, I don't know what the latest statistic is, but 99% of the world today lives in poverty. They barely mm-hmm. make it. And the prosperity gospel doesn't... Yeah, uh, the true gospel preaches to every human being. The prosperity gospel generally only preaches to greedy people. Yeah. And, and that's what I, you know, that's what I told him. I said, I don't know. I said, think about it. I said, if this person's like living with somebody, doesn't have a job, doesn't have a car, doesn't have this. And I was like, think about it. I said, if that was the case, I said, wouldn't everybody that believed in God be, be in the 2% or the 1%? I mean, come on. I was like, that doesn't make sense that that that's how, you know, oh, it's, and he goes back to the same thing, oh, it's because those people don't have faith. I was like, well, then where, where's your faith then? Well, I mean, I think that the, the, the not only not only that, but the idea of that faith is the mechanism that brings wealth uh, is a man-made doctrine. That the the reality God the Bible says that God has given everyone to a, a measure of faith, and so if God has given everyone a measure of faith, then then by that definition, uh, then He would uh, that it would be that we would all be rich. God's given. I mean, whatever God gives us, we'd all be rich. But again, rich by the world standards is very different, because you could say it a different way, and I know uh, he doesn't mean it this way, but if we ask the question, was well, Jesus rich? The answer is absolutely yes. He was rich. He is God. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns mm-hmm. everything. everything. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. So in one sense, we could say in a very biblical truth that yes, Jesus was rich. However, in his richness, according to Philippians chapter 2, he laid that aside and took on the form of a human being. He came down to our level. So there's a distinction between you and Jesus Christ. There's a distinction mm-hmm. between me and Jesus Christ. And and you know, you you know, you're getting frustrated talking about it because it's just ridiculous. It's not a biblical argument. It's a it's a man-made doctrine argument. 
And that's, you know, that's what I end up telling him. I was like, well, I can't, I'm not trying to convince you. I said, and that's what it always comes back to. I said, I'm not trying to convince you. I said, you either believe everything that the Word says or you don't. I said, and it looks like you're only choosing to believe those verses. That's it. I said, but then, you know, when I throw it in Romans 6 or Romans 8, like, oh, no, no, we can't have that. You know, it's not okay. Well, and that we need to pray for the brother that, that God would just grab his heart. And I've been praying. That's the key. I've been praying. So just yes. pray for me as well that God, you know, either gives me the words or, you know, I'm, I kind of a lot of times get to the point where it says, you know, if they don't listen to you, dust your feet off and move on. I'm getting to that point. And, you know, I love yes. this brother, but I don't know what else, you know, I can do you know, to to make them understand that that's, you know, a very confused, you know, doctrine. You know, it, it's coming. The Lord is, the, the Lord, if he really has a real relationship with God, then God lives in him and God can speak to him. And as you're planting seeds and someone else comes to water, God can give the increase. And even, you know, I was thinking, I was talking to another brother about this, not this topic, but about a, a difficult topic. And I just remember this verse. Um, again, Paul writes and he says, um, he says to Timothy, uh, in 2 Timothy 2.24, it says, <clears throat> a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. And we could all be better at that, yielding ourselves to let the Holy Spirit uh, make us gentle, able to teach, and patient in humility, helping to correct their bad theology. And what is that verse? It's Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 23, 24, 25, and 26. All right, so if you can just pray for me that God, you know, Rashida. shows me, do I dust my feet off or do I keep, you know, planting seed? Let's do that. Father, we know that uh, there's there does come a time uh, when we need to avoid foolish arguments, just like the Bible says, and, and that there are times that you would have us to continue to talk. And I know that my sister wants wisdom on what the answer is for this particular uh, brother and uh, this particular theology. And I, I just pray that that you would put a stop to this this nonsensical teaching, Lord, and that rather than being greedy for money or even wanting more money or putting it, you know, blaming a lack of faith for, for uh, somebody's bank account, that we would have a passion for the gospel, uh, that we would have a passion for the lost. And even as the brother was calling earlier, that we'd have a passion for missions, for missionary work, for missionaries, uh, that we would have a passion to get involved in the foster care system or or like uh, Pastor Ian and Katie to to adopt a child and and to bring bring people up in the bring kids up in the strength and the admonition of the Lord. And so God, I, I don't know what's up with this brother, but I know you brought my sister into his life and I just pray that you would use her and that you would give her wisdom of what to say, what not to say, and how to say it in Jesus name. Yeah. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor and all right, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to go right to line number two is Lloyd. Lloyd, welcome to the program. Hey, Lloyd, you're on the air. Hmm. All right, let's move on to line number one is Chris in Broomfield. Chris, welcome to the program. How are you, Pastor? Good, Chris. What's up? Well, came across an interesting situation. I was wondering if you might have some insight on it. My church recently, well, I'm part of a divorce care clinic that the church was hosting, and they also hosted two other courses, Celebrate Recovery and also a grief care. Well, for some reason, um, the leadership in the church said that they did not want to have these courses in our church anymore, and they went ahead and said that we need to have them as a small group. The only problem with something like that, those who have been uh, working with these courses all agree that these courses need to be in a neutral environment and not necessarily at somebody's house because of stalking and also just the, the emotionally charged nature of most of these topics. So my question for you is, I want to go ahead and try to help out not only the divorce care group that I'm in, I mean, it's a small group, but I believe that people that are going through this, they really need it. Um, after hearing some of the testimonies, my heart really went out to a lot of them. So I'm kind of wondering, what should I do? Write the pastor, see what I can do by, like, talking to him, or do we just need to go ahead and go to another church to have this uh, well, be hosted at? <laughs> I think it's always good to talk and to communicate with your pastor or your leaders, whoever oversees you, um, your concerns, you know, your point of view, uh, your um, how you've been trained, um, what's best for these particular classes, maybe even be prepared with some examples of, of why, you know, why does the organization, you know, we host grief share uh, in our church. We also host divorce care in our church. And, you know, we, the people that, that lead those classes, we trust them. Um, because we trust them with the flock. And if they came with some suggestions that might best enable us to serve the people better, uh, we would listen and pray over those suggestions. Uh, and so when, if I was in your shoes, you know, I would go to the leadership and I would share, and I'd, also, I'd, be, will, I'd be praying that God would change their minds, but I'd also be, be, be praying and looking for another place to hold these classes so that you could continue to do the work of the ministry. Um, and if you think it's an unhealthy or you've been trained, I'm, I'm not specifically familiar with that, but if you guys have been trained that in a home would be detrimental and hurtful and harmful, um, you know, I, I wouldn't put them in a home. Um, I would want to be in the environment that would be best suited to, to serve them. But you have to understand, too, that maybe God would have you guys to have them. Would it be better to be in a home, right, or completely stop the classes altogether? And I think that it would probably be better to be in a home. Um, and maybe we find a neutral home or a home out of the city. You know, maybe you're like, like you're in Broomfield. So uh, maybe in, up in Louisville, there'd be a home you could use or, or another church, you know. But I would definitely talk first. And if the pastoral leadership says, I don't want these classes anymore, um, then I would submit to the pastoral leadership. And at least for the use of the building, uh, 
but I'd also obey God to to continue to serve people. Uh, you just might have to be creative on how you do it. Okay. Well, would you I know, be out of line for making the request? And and part of me wants to speculate because uh, the people that were originally hosting the whole thing. Basically, it was like a big packet, and he was kind of, you know, running the show. And then all of a sudden, I heard he stepped away for whatever reasons, which, you know, none of us are privy to. But I'm under the impression that, you know, there was talk of compensation. The church didn't really want to go ahead and, you know, offer these services, which kind of blows my mind, because I know that there's plenty of people that would volunteer for something like this. So instead of sitting there shutting it down, ask for another volunteer and let that person that, you know, wants to pursue some financial gains kind of walk. But like I said, that's a speculation on my part. I'm just trying to get a grip on this. We want to stay away from speculation because, you know, the enemy loves our, the enemy of our souls just loves for us to create things in our minds. And and it's better just to deal with the facts. And right now the facts are uh, you guys have been asked to move locations. And so, you know, I don't know how your structure is, but... The, our divorce care class is overseen by a pastor, and I don't directly oversee it. I oversee the pastor that oversees it, and and so I would expect that if there was a problem in our divorce care class, that the couple that leads it would talk to the overseeing pastor, and then I would expect the overseeing pastor to listen and help solve their problem. I mean that's that's normal, and you know the 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 reality of of leadership, like if we're lacking a leader now, um, then we would want to see a new leader raised up. We wouldn't just, so in our church, we wouldn't just ask for volunteers to lead a class like that. We would need to see fruit and evidence that God wants them to lead first before we entrust the broken souls of people under the banner of our church. So I don't know how your church works, but I do know this. The Bible says, um, that it's a wise thing to go talk to the to your pastor, and so just lay it before him and share your heart and see if you don't get some information from your pastor that helps clarify some of your concerns. Oh, very good. I appreciate that. That sounds wise. Yeah, and call back and let us know how it goes. Will do. Thank you, Pastor. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. You know, I tell you, um, because people are in our churches, we will have these uh, misunderstandings, and we will have difficulties, and we will have uh, issues. And the the solution for most issues, even if you're not offended, uh, even if it's not an offense, but Jesus said um, in Matthew chapter 18, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone, and if he hears you, you've gained your brother. And... You know, that's if you're offended, you're hurt, uh, you think someone's sending you, go, go try to work it out. Uh, I just uh, posted recently a phrase, um, it's always better to talk to a person than it is to talk about a person. And and so just directly, or even have use a third party. Why use a third party? Um, go directly to the person. That's what the Bible says. Third party, fourth party. And uh, I know that you know, so-and-so would do such and such. Well, then have so-and-so call me. Have them talk. That's if you. That's how. That's what the Bible says, and you just know wisdom from above against wisdom from below, and it's not two or three or four parties. Um, it's one to one. 
And so you go directly to the person. And even if it's not a sin, you might go and confirm or to share. And like this one, this is not necessarily a sin that's, uh, that, that's happening, but you need clarification. And you want to talk to the leadership, the ones that are making the decisions, so that you can have the whole story. And then even if you don't, if you don't agree, then that'll leave you different options. But at least you're not agreeing with the facts. And you have all the facts. 303-690-3000. Coming up on the end of the program today. And um, want to invite you out to church. We're back in 2 Kings. We're almost done with the book of 2 Kings. We're in a two-part message in the life of King Josiah on the topic of revival. And then, so we'll be there uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, we gather together for worship, for communion. We pray together, and we study the Bible. So excited to get back into the pulpit, because I was away uh, on a short family vacation. Amazing, great rest. Um, you know, just so grateful for my family. I love them very much. Marie and I celebrate 30 years of marriage this year. Unbelievable. I get to serve in the ministry with my son and my daughter. Uh, my oldest son is in the presence of Jesus. I hope to be with him soon. Uh, and uh, miss him like crazy, but I love him. Um, love his son, and just so grateful uh, that you that God blessed him uh, with a son. Looking forward to what God is going to do uh, with regards to my grandson this year. Uh, just asking him to do what he only he can do. Um, grateful for what the future of our church is. We had a great staff meeting today, just talking about the future, and I'm going to be sharing a message this weekend at Calvary uh, called Li "Loving the Past." but living the future, loving the past, but living the future, and how God is going to take our church into the future, um, and, and appreciating where we've come from, but knowing that God has a future for us. And, and just, you know, I, I want to say this too, um, it has been a difficult five years for our family since my son passed away. Uh, the earlier years, I have to say, were much more difficult than the latter years. But God is faithful, and he has taken us through the fire like Daniel. And he has got us through the storm. And he is remains faithful that even when I'm faithless, he remains faithful. And I want to encourage you today that God is faithful, and he's going to get you through this difficulty. Even if it lasts a year, even if it lasts 10 years, even if it lasts 30 years, he will get you. He is faithful. Don't give up on God. He hasn't given up on you. That he is the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. And that what's happening to you today, whatever circumstances discourage you, whatever circumstances hurt you, whatever situations outside of your control separated from your family, because not because of you, because of the circumstance or the situation, if you're grieving today, if you've experienced a divorce that you didn't want, uh, man, I could go on and on. You're sick. I think of Steve and um, the rapid difficulty of multiple sclerosis and Chiza and his precious family. I, I think of my uh, friend, and I'm not a super close friend, but and this guy's a uh, Pastor John Corson. Um, his son has been diagnosed with stage four cancer, and. Uh, Whatever it is you're battling today, God is faithful. And we, heaven awaits us. Heaven makes everything make sense. Because there is a real heaven and there is a real hell. And heaven is reserved for those that have placed their faith in Jesus Christ, repented of their sins, acknowledged that God is the creator, that God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, 
but have everlasting life. That today, if you bow your knee and ask God to forgive you, you could pray a prayer just like this. You could say, God, I admit that I've sinned against you, that I'm a sinner, that I've lived a life separate from you. And I believe you sent Jesus Christ to the earth. I believe he came, the eternal God, as a human being to live for me, to die for me. And I believe Jesus Christ rose again from the dead to forgive me of my sins. And I surrender my life to you today, God. Take it. I want to live for you. I'm turning away from my sinful past. And I'm turning my life toward you. Help me to follow you and to surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer today, I want you to know God heard you. And I want you to go to our website, calvaryaurora.org. And there's a tab that says how to know God. And and the, the tab will lead you to the information that will help you um, follow Jesus Christ, how to know God. What do you do next? And so whatever you're going through, and I thank you for the text, Kevin. I misspoke with Steve. Uh, he was diagnosed with ALS, not MS, and it's been very progressive and fast, and it's been very hard. Um, but he's also been a very great encouragement. We pray for you, Steve. We love you. And we love you guys, your family. You guys part of Grace FM, Hope FM. You are family. We love and appreciate you. And Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Come to church tonight, 7 o'clock. See you there. Let's start the year strong, midweek Wednesday nights. God bless you. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.